Roy Red has helped several pro athletes, companies, organizations, and sports teams overcome their mental blocks, reach their peak potential, increase their performance, produce more results, and just have more fun in their life and business. Bring me the energy, all right? Choose will determine what you we all hear those stories about twins being separated for thousands of miles but they can feel each other's emotions they can feel each other's pain and they can even maybe feel each other's thoughts well today we have twin expert Jacqueline Capito who's gonna break that down for us and also talk about her newest book and how to write a bestseller on this episode of the entrepreneur underdog but first let's bring in the show this is the Entrepreneur Underdog, business secrets to help doubted entrepreneurs triumph. The Underdog Entrepreneur is where we use fast-acting shortcuts to help underdog entrepreneurs make more money, have a bigger impact, and live a better lifestyle so that they can prove their haters wrong. And now, your host, Roy Red. Roy Red. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Entrepreneur Underdog, where we give you fast-acting shortcuts to help you win in life and business so you can prove your haters wrong, but in a positive way. Today, I am super excited. We got Jacqueline Capito, who's going to talk about being a twin expert, her latest book, and how and her journey writing the book, her journey being a twin, and everything she knows, and building her brand, building her business, and everything of that sort. Guys, make sure you like, comment, and share this video. You know, we hope you enjoy it as as, uh, much as we enjoy making it for you. If you're on YouTube, that's going to be on the right-hand side. If you're on Facebook, that is below. And if you're anywhere else, we don't even know where you comment and do all of that stuff. But uh, make sure you guys chime in, ask, ask questions. And there she is. Jacqueline, how are you? Hi, nice to be here. So I was, we were kind of just talking beforehand about your book and I'm excited to hear about your journey on writing the book because I remember when I wrote my first book, it's, it's not easy and so many people want to write a book and, and they, they think it's a super duper hard thing and, and it is and it isn't at the same time. So I'm excited to hear about your journey, but just real quick for the couple people who don't know who you are. Uh, tell us about yourself, who you are, and what you do. 
Hi, I'm Jacqueline Davidson Capito. I'm in Short Hills, New Jersey, and I, I'm an author. And my book, Twintastic for Tweens, just came out and for on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us and about- And I'm also, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. And I'm also a twin expert. Mm-hmm. I'm a twin myself. Mm-hmm. I'm six minutes older than my twin. Six, <laughs> six whole minutes. So do you rub that in uh, her face all the time? Like, hey, I'm- <laughs> Yeah, I'm the older sister. You're a little twin. Right. (laughs) Um, So really quick, talk about the book. What inspired you to write it? And um, what is it? What is it about? Okay, well, I'm a twin. So I always wanted to write a book about twins. Mm -hmm. And my twin sister and I have a really strong connection. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I was able to tell like what she was thinking through our lives. And I could feel her pain and her happiness. So this gave me the idea for the manuscript. And then I thought it would be great for the twins to have magical powers. Uh And then slowly my manuscript evolved into Twintastic, Uh along with like exploration of family dynamic, trust, friends, and the consequences of misuse of power. And um, so I'll just read you my book blurb. Uh It's, um, it's, of course, it's fiction, mm-hmm. and it's about sixth grade identical twins, Alex and Jordan, and they couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. Jordan likes fashion and art, while Alex loves reading and science. And one day, one day while cleaning the attic, the twins come across a dusty old diary that once belonged to their great grandma Rose. Yeah. And next thing the twins know, the magical powers once possessed by Rose and her twin sister Molly have been passed down to them. So suddenly only using their thoughts, Alex and Jordan can communicate with each other and move objects. And they decide to use their secret powers to help save Ace, their parents' struggling restaurant. Otherwise their family could be out on the street. And at the same time, they deal with the daily grind of middle school, first crushes, the mean girl, and tennis lessons and using their powers they have a bake sale enter a science contest and tutor their friends but will it be enough to rescue the restaurant and save their family from ruin wow wow. so that's basically what it's about how long did it take you to write it Uh, tell tell us uh the journey behind that because i'm you know i'm i help entrepreneurs write their books but they're mostly books that sell how to do things and information a novel must be really hard to write because you just have to be creative and sit down and write, uh, i.e. J.K. Rowling. So uh, talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a journey. You know, there were Mm -hmm. days that I would just write and write and write. And then Mm -hmm. other days I would have to take a break and, Mm -hmm. you know, listen to some music. And so it Mm -hmm. definitely took me a while, but I I enjoyed that. And then, and I kept on revising and revising. Mm -hmm. And then there was another whole journey how to get um, a publisher or a literary agent. Yeah. So that was a lot. Um, That was a journey in itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of rejection involved with Mm -hmm. that. But you just have to, like, keep on going. You can't get discouraged. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, you know, eventually it clicked and I got a great publisher, Good Times Books. And and then so now it's finally out on Amazon. Okay. You know, I I read this quote the other day and you just reminded me of it. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Okay. Um, Because you said there was a lot of uh, rejection involved and being an entrepreneur, being a creative worker, 
Um, and in chasing anything that you really want in life, there's a lot of uh, rejection involved and people don't chase it because they don't like to deal with the rejection. And it says here that the man or woman who conquers the fear of rejection becomes unstoppable. And it says embrace disapproval. So I just wanted to know what was your mindset and what, how did you think about it each time you got rejected? Because, you know, it, it doesn't feel good to be rejected. And a lot of times we want to quit. <laughs> What kept you going and making you oh. still reach out and follow up? Oh, I, I was, I wasn't going to let anyone, it's one person's opinion. So I was just going to keep on going until mm -hmm. I clicked with, you know, somebody that was interested yeah. and I, I was just, just going and going and going. Every time I got rejected, I would send out more query letters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just, and, and revise some more and just keep on going. You know, you just have to, you know, you can have a bad day and be a little upset, but then like, you know what, you have to get back on your feet and get right back up. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, me um, knowing the neuroscience behind it and the mental health side behind it, it's um, when you get rejected and your brain says there's something wrong here, it actually puts your brain in a plastic state for for the nerds out there, that just means it puts your brain in a state to where you can change as a person. Mm -hmm. But you got to fight that default, whatever that default is to quit or whatever it is. And you got to just keep pushing. And all it takes is one yes. All it takes is one yes in order to in order to uh, get that out there. And so talk about oh, the positive side. Absolutely. Talk about the positive side when you actually got that yes and uh and the publisher pushed your book how, how did that go oh i was so happy yeah. i was i was just you know i was very happy and mm -hmm. everything fell into place and it was it was great it was really great yeah yeah so talk about your twin you guys oh okay so yeah do you, so really, do you guys really are you guys connected that much like how does the thoughts come in do you just have them as they have them like Give us a story, um, that like oh, a cool story okay. that explains this phenomena. Okay, well, okay, I have like two good stories. One, okay. which happened pretty recently, is that I live in New Jersey and my mm -hmm. twin Amy lives in Connecticut. And it was my mother's birthday. This was like a month or two ago. And so I went to my store, there were like a thousand cards to get her a birthday card. Mm -hmm. Amy went to her her store in Connecticut where there were like, you know, thousands of cards. And, um, my mother calls up and she's like, you girls, you twins sent me the exact same card. What? Yep. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you guys, so they do think alike. Yeah. So, yeah. So we think alike. Uh -huh. And then, you know, I also feel her pain. Uh -huh. So she had breast cancer like three years ago. Mm. She's all fine now. Yeah. And, um, but when she, the morning of the surgery, um, I was woken up Monday morning, like with this excruciating pain on my left side of my breast. And for like a few minutes, like pain I've never felt before. And then um, later on, um, I said to Amy, I go, you know, I never even asked you what side it was it the left side. And she goes, yeah, I go, I totally felt like this excruciating pain that I never had in my life. And then all through radiation over the summertime, um, I felt like this tingly, um, warm feeling. Yeah. And then, and then like the minute she called me up and she said, okay, it's all over and done with, never felt that 
sensation again. So it was like, I was like going through it with her, you know, it was just like, it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but that's what happens when you're a twin. Yeah. Um, what's, what's some advice that you would give, uh, twins who happen to see this or twins as they're, uh, coming up, maybe some things that you guys learned, some things that you guys went through, uh, some things that you wish you knew, um, um, as a child, as you're coming up, having a twin and being connected. I think growing up, it was great being a twin because Mm -hmm. I, we, I never had a, you know, there's all those situations where you like, you walk into a party or, you you know, or you're going, you're starting something new. And I always had my twin. So I was really lucky that way. And, and she was always like a built-in best friend for me. And we were never jealous of each other ever. And I would recommend never being jealous of your twin or, or sibling, you know, if she was invited to a party or she got a better grade, um, or she made the, you know, the soccer team and I didn't, I would never be upset. I was just happy it was happening to one of us. Yeah. 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 Did you guys push each other? Yeah. Oh, definitely. We always Mm -hmm. supported each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, she would always tell me the truth, no matter what. Yeah. Good or bad. You know, she, one, you know, the one person that was always honest with me was my twin sister yeah. is my twin sister. Yeah. Exactly. Which is good. You, you know, you want to hear the truth. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. A, um, I kind of resonate with what you're saying. Cause I have a brother who's 10 months older than me. His name is Eric. And oh. we would do not as strong or to the extent of you guys, but we would do a lot of stuff like that too. Like one time we were at the beach and he was sitting on the sand and he was talking to a, his girlfriend and I walked up and I just said, you know, I don't even surf, but just the vibes out here makes me feel like I want to surf. And him and his okay. girlfriend looked at each <laughs> other and they were like, wow. And I was like, what? And she was like, he literally just said that before you walked up. And oh like, my God. Yeah. It's like, we used to do that sometimes and we both play basketball and I used to, he, you know, I never really tell him, but he pushed me because I just wanted to make sure I was better than him all the time. And, <laughs> you know, there was a little bit of that, uh, that competitive uh, nature, but. Uh, oh, but that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about business, being a twin expert. What do you do uh, besides having the book? Do you coach twins? How do you uh, help twins and, and uh, kind of what do you do um, extensively? So, you know, twins, you know, a lot of twins aren't sure if they should like go to the same college. So, you you know, I give my perspective to parents or twins themselves, you know, or, you know, like parents, you know, do we compare twins? And I would say absolutely not. You know, each twin has their own strengths. Um, and, you know, should we dress the twins the same? You know, it's cute in the beginning to dress you know, the same when you're younger, but not, not so much, you know, for like holiday cards, it's nice, but I, you know, I don't really like recommend it cause you want to really, um, you know, your twins are two separate people. So yeah. that's the way you want to raise them. And I think that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, and then also my twin and I, we would switch classes cause uh-huh you know, being identical, that's one of the benefits of having a twin. 
So one, one, um, in high school, one day, um, I had a a study hall Mm -hmm. and Amy had to study for her English class, but she had biology. Yeah. So she went to my study hall and I went to her biology class and it was like (laughs) the second, and I had my my biology class already in the morning and Uh science isn't really my thing. So I had like two biology classes in one day. <laughs> yeah, I would have did. Th- I I wish I had that. I would have did that all the time because I wasn't good at school, but my brother was, and I would have been like, "Yo, I'll pay you. I'll figure out a way so you can go take my classes." Did you guys ever get caught doing that, like switching or or um, pretend to be the other, and nobody really recognized? No, we never got caught. We never did. <laughs> but I'm not recommending that. I'm not recommending that to don't the do that. Uh, oh, yeah. we just had a bunch of people add on real quick. Let's just say hi to them real quick. Okay. For the people who are watching live, uh, thank you guys for uh, actually uh, replying here. But add, add some comments. Say hello to Jacqueline. Say something. Um, and we will also answer your questions. I uh, had a bunch of people. Uh, looks like I have a little bit of a lag, but we'll just keep going. It'll it'll stream. Okay. So Okay. Um, you know, also like in, yeah. um, in grammar school, another, um, like it, it was funny because we were in kindergarten mm-hmm. and that's when you were allowed to twins were in the same class. So yeah. one day, um, well, one of the projects was to build a big, big Ben, a replica of big Ben. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the, the clock in London and it was made out of cardboard and mm-hmm. it was really, really big. And so one of us, we would have to go inside and then one of us would come out and then the student would have to tell the teacher which one we were. Yeah. And if the student didn't get it right, she had to go back and try it again at the end of the line. And then if the student got it right, they were allowed to go home. So we always had like these fun little silly things <laughs> that, that we did. So that was, that was fun. And, um, but after that, twins weren't really allowed to be in the same class mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And then we actually ended up going to two separate colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to go together, but then it just kind of fell into place. Like I wanted a bigger school, so I went to Syracuse, and she wanted a smaller school. So we went to two separate schools, and it really worked out. We made our own friends, and it was nice. I mean, we would always you know, call each other and stuff, but yeah. it, it was a good experience to be on your own. Yeah. Did you guys ever have a time in your lives where you just wanted to be different? You're like, I, you know, we're always together. Maybe I want to separate or maybe I just want to be a little different. Maybe I want to dress a little different. Did you ever have that polarity in your relationship? You know, no, <laughs> we really never did. That's awesome. I think we, we're always like happy being together and uh-huh. Yeah, no, we never, I never really felt that, you know, we definitely always gave each other space and we, we still uh-huh. had like, we had some different friends and uh-huh. some different activities. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like we were together 24 seven. Awesome. So no, awesome. It, it worked out. Yeah. Have you had any successful or just any leads come in from now launching the book? Just people reaching out more, like what has the book done for your brand Cause I always tell people that a book just helps you with your brand. I helped uh, one of my uh, clients become a bestseller and then he got an interview with Snapchat. And then oh. when, I, when I wrote my book, I you know, was able to connect with NBA athletes. And there's something about writing a book is the people who already knew what you do just kind of want to work with you more all of a sudden. 
Have you have any success stories yet with that? You know, it, it literally just came out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So on Amazon. So, um, mm -hmm. but I love that hearing all your stories because that's great and inspiring to hear. I hope yeah. that does happen yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. You know, people start reaching out. Um, <laughs> Amy says, <laughs> I think it's everyone's dream to have a twin. <laughs> That's that's gonna be your next next book. Uh, how to survive if you don't have a twin? <laughs> exactly. That's great. That's actually great. Oh, that's I love amazing. that. That's amazing. All right, let's hop into the red zone, Jackie. The red zone okay. is where I just kind of ask a few fast acting a fast quick questions. You don't have to answer them fast, um, but they I just they seem to be questions that are kind of hard for people like me and you to answer. Are you ready? Okay. All right, let's do it. What's your favorite book and why? The Fountainhead. The Fountainhead. Hold on, which one is that one? I love that. And with the architect and like there was a love, there's a love story and it's just beautifully it's, uh, written. Uh, uh, that Anne Rand? Right, yes, yes. So Atlas Shrugged is one of my favorite books. Yeah, love Anne Rand. Yeah. The Fountainhead. I haven't read that. I need to read it. I need to yes, read it. Yes, it's very long, but I love it. Love What's it. your favorite yes. quote or a quote that you live by and why? Oh, favorite quote. It's all good. It's all good. You know, even yeah. if, the, yeah, you know, even if there's like obstacles and things pop up, you just have to turn it around and make it, it's all good. And, and always see the positive side. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you could talk to your younger self, let's say high school, 14 years old, what would you tell her? What would you tell Jackie at 14? To definitely have more confidence. Yeah. More confidence. I think it's important to have confidence and mm -hmm. not listening to you know, other people's nonsense and believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, I was, I always try to explain to people that what you know, who you know, the IQ, all of that stuff isn't pivotal in creating success. What it really comes down to is two things, how you feel about yourself, which confidence, and then how you communicate to others. And if you're confident, you'll communicate to others in a good way, you know, if we look at an IQ test, nobody has double anybody else's IQ. There's no human double the IQ of any other human, but we get there's people who have 10 times the success all the time. And I always wonder what was that reason? And it seems to come down to the confidence. So I really resonate with what you said there. Um, okay. What? If you could have a conversation, if you could spend 24 hours with anyone who's ever lived in history, who would it be and why? Oh, I don't know. They could be living now too? Anyone who's ever lived. Anyone who's ever lived? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, there's a few, but honestly, I think I really have to say, I think I have to say Oprah. Oprah? Oh, wow. I, I just love her. I think uh -huh. she's inspiring. I read her books and 
I follow her and I just think she's a wonderful, beautiful person. Yeah. Well, that might, that's doable. Look, do whatever you can to reach out and get on her show. <laughs> because one of the people, well, for me was Kobe and unfortunately passed. And like, that's oh. one thing I always regret. Was like, I never got to really have a conversation with Kobe. And I have an athlete friend who played with him. And oh. just the stories he tells me is just like, yo, like, uh, you know, I want to shake his hand. Like uh, Kobe shook this hand before. <laughs> I want some oh, of that wow. energy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, he was great. Mm. Yeah. That's what, great. What does success mean to you? When you think of success, what is a successful life in your opinion? Oh, to have a, a wonderful family and to be filled with friends and surround yourself with friends and family and doing what you love to do. And um, I think that's very important. You uh, know, what fulfills you, yeah. you know, whatever's what fulfills you and you're, you're doing it. I think you feel good about yourself and you're surrounded by family and friends. I don't think you could go wrong. Yeah. And that, I, I totally agree with your answer. And the science actually, um, says the same thing autonomy your freedom and mastery mastering what you want to do and what feels important to you Jacqueline thank you so much for coming on is there anything that I should have asked you or anything that you just wanted to say to everyone thank you so much for for I'm so happy being here so thank you and I wish everyone a twintastic day uh -huh. <laughs> and uh no, it was it was great. It was mm -hmm. great. Thank you. The mm -hmm. Amy said book club thumbs up, and she also said, "Roy, you're inspiring. Thank you for sharing. Can you post her book in the link? So I'm going to post the book, and when I post this and all the links, okay. um, but where can they find your book as well? Oh, okay. Yes, you could find it on Amazon, mm -hmm. or you could go to my website, mm -hmm. Jacqueline Davidson Capito. K-O-P-I-T-O, -O, it's a little tricky, uh, .com. And you could go on my website and buy it. So Amazon or my website. Okay. All yeah, right. thank you. Thank you so much. That's perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Jacqueline. I would love for you to come back on when you have new books, doing new stuff. Anytime this platform is your platform, you're awesome. Oh, and uh, thank you. There's no other twin experts. So I always talk about <laughs> USP on this show, Unique Selling Proposition. And I always talk about a category of one, being the, in a category of one where you're the only person that rocks out uh, that niche. And you've really got that. And um, and uh, you're you're the top number one uh, twin coach on the face of the planet. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you guys for joining on live. Thank you guys for chiming in. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as me and Jackie enjoyed making it for you. Till next time, make sure you share, comment. And, um, you know, Jackie took time out of her day to be here. Um, so go get her book, grab her book, uh, write some reviews on it, follow her, oh, all of that good stuff, please. And we are out. <laughs>